Hi, you're listening to audio from Rock Hill Church. To check out more resources, please visit rockhilllawrence.com. Thank you for joining us. They're all grown up. I don't really like that. Um, I'm not a big fan of my kids growing up. Um, and uh, uh, the idea of Caleb being in high school now um, uh, Katie and I don't even like to think about what Jeff Cole's going through with his son going to college, and those are like bad words at our house. So um, anyway, so kids growing up, not a big fan of that. Um, but we all do it, so I guess it just happens. I'm not going to stop it. Um, but so today, Jim, um, late this week, he connected with me and said, Brian, I'm, he was he was at a wedding. He was at a wedding yesterday in Indiana, and he and he feels like he needed to go home to spend a couple days with his mom. And so um, he was Indiana. He was already halfway there. And I said, Jim, you just go home, and you're halfway there to go be with your mom. And and so um, so I'm preaching today. So we're going to continue on our series through the book of John. And so today, um, my prayer is this. I wrote it down. My prayer is that we would realize. And believe that Jesus is our true source of freedom for our life. That Jesus is our true source of freedom. And we're going to unpack what that means here today. But I just want you to spend a moment just praying. Just praying to yourself. Praying to God. Just by yourself to God. Just that God would teach you today. And so just spend a moment just asking God to teach you today. Take a moment just to pray that God would use me to communicate his truth and about his scripture today. God, I pray you'd use this time as we talk about the teaching of Jesus that you would use it, that you would transform us, and that you would meet us here in this moment through your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. About four and a half years ago, our family got a dog, and her name is Daisy. And uh, there she is right there. Um, She's half Bashan, half Poodle, and she has red curly hair, kind of like my wife. And uh, she is extremely lovable. She's like part cat, part dog, with a lot of bit a lot of human in her as well. She likes humans way more than dogs, and uh, she is a just a cuddler. Um, she just loves to cuddle and be around us. And so, uh, like this morning, Avery woke up early and decided to fall back asleep on the couch, and Daisy just cuddled up right by her on the couch until Avery got up. Um, but oftentimes, with, with Daisy, when we go somewhere, she gets to go in Kale's room. And, uh, and that's where she stays until we get home so we can keep her mess consolidated to one place. Sorry, Kale, but that's the reason why we do it. Um, so, but it's in Kale's room. And so we shut the door, turn on fans. She has her bed, and she often just sleeps 
during that time while we're gone. Um, but always, when we come home, we go open the door to let her out, and she gets so excited, and she starts to run and jump on us and greet us like she's never seen us before. We talk often how that we love having a dog because it's like this dog comes and greets us, and it makes us feel so special. Every time, it never gets old for Daisy, but Daisy just comes and runs and jumps on us and welcomes us home. And I think freedom is a lot like that. Freedom is so much like that as I thought the last couple of days with that experience with Daisy being in, in Kale's bedroom. Freedom is not only being freed from something, but as we're going to talk later on t- this morning, freedom is being freed to something. For Daisy, it's, she's being freed from being in Kale's room and being there secluded by herself, and she's being freed to being with us. And that's what freedom really is. Not just from something, but to something. And so let's look at John chapter 8. We're studying through the book of John the last several months, and so we're in John chapter 8, and so we're going to look at verse 30 through 36 today. So if you have your Bible, then grab that. And uh, you can follow along on the screen as well. This is what it says. As Jesus spoke these things, many came to believe in him. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had just believed, If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. And you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered Jesus, We are Abraham's descendants. And have never yet been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you. Whenever Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, you always want to pay attention to what he's saying. Everyone who commits sin is the slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does not remain forever. So the Son does remain forever, sorry. So if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. So let's look at this passage, and then we're going to unpack it a little bit in our time that we have left. So people were coming to Jesus. Jesus was teaching earlier in in chapter 8, and people were coming to Jesus. People were saying, I believe in your teaching. I believe you, and I want to follow you. I want to be your disciple." And so they were following Jesus' teaching. And Jesus says this, If you continue in my word, most of the commentators I read, that was talking about, if you continue to believe and to follow my teaching, if you believe in what I'm saying to you, and if you act on it, then you will be my true disciples. And then he says, If you know the truth, and the truth, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. That word know in verse 32, it's the idea of experiential knowledge. Not just knowing in your mind and knowing that you've heard something and knowing something that you, like you have class where you just know something. You know geometry and you know algebra, but it's a experiential knowledge. So he says, if you know the truth, 
if you know, if you've experienced, if you're following my teachings and my words, and if you know them, the truth will make you free. One of my favorite things that I've learned about John as we've been studying John this semester or this year has been that John has a lot of themes that travel throughout his entire gospel. Matthew and Mark and Luke oftentimes are called the synoptic gospels. That means they're saying a lot of the same things. And they're sharing a, the story. Matthew's pretty clear about a chronological story of Jesus' life. But John is more giving us a thematic version of the story. He's trying to communicate exactly what he wants his hearers and listeners and readers to know. But one of the things he wants them to know is that Jesus is all about the truth. Later on in the, in the, in the gospel, in John chapter 14, he says, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. So truth is a theme for John. Because it's a, theme, it's a theme for Jesus. And so Jesus is saying, I am the truth. And so with that in mind, because that's continuing when Jesus is teaching, why don't you think about this passage? If you continue in my word, then you will truly be disciples of mine. And you will know the truth. Jesus says, I am the truth. And that truth will make you free. Jesus is talking about his teachings and him as a person is going to make you free. But then let's look what the, the, the hearers say. They're confused. These Jews are confused. They're wanting to follow him. Jesus is saying, I will make you free. But then his disciples, this, these hearers, these new believers, these new followers say, but wait a second, we're Abraham's descendants. And never yet been enslaved to anyone. We ourselves have never been enslaved to anyone. So how is it that you say you will become free? Because what they're saying is like, how can you say you will become free if we've never been slaves? They're really confused. They don't understand what, they're, what he's talking about. And Jesus says, he begins to make the connection that, that they are in bondage. That they are slaves. Not a political enslavement. They're not in bondage to people that are making them do work and labor and are forcing them to do something. They are enslaved. They are in bondage to something completely different. They're in bondage to sin. And he says, I am the only one that can make you free in the way that you want to be free. I'm the only one that's going to create a life for you that's going to take you out of bondage and into true life. So Jesus is making the connection to himself. I imagine and, and likely know that everybody in this room wants to be free. Everybody wants to be free. Free to do what they want. They want to be free to go where they want, to be what they want, to live a life however they want to. Everybody wants to be free. But let's take that to a different level. 
I imagine that we all want to be free from bondage of the struggles that we deal with all the time, day in and day out, week in and week out. That we don't like the bondage that sin and the life of habitual sin or a lifestyle of sin or the sin around us in the world that we live in, that it creates for us. That we want to be free from that bondage. Just like our dog Daisy can't wait to get out of the room. She wants to be free. Most of us want to be free. All of us want to be free. And my suspicion is that even some people are like, you know what? I kind of like enjoy this sin and I don't want to really give that up. Whether it's like power or position or pride or being right or even sexual sins or anything, other addictions. You're like, I kind of like that. My suspicion is that it's the pleasure that you really like, not the bondage that it creates in your life. So my thought today is that we all want to be freed from bondage. The opposite of freedom is bondage and slavery, and we want to be free of that. So we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight, or today. Freedom. Freedom from something. God wants to bring us out of the slavery of sin. So he's talking to the Jews. The Jews are confused. These new followers are confused. They're like, I don't have any idea why you want us to be free from something because we are free. We're not like our ancestors. We're not like the Jewish and Hebrew people from long 1,500 years ago. who They were enslaved by the Egyptians. We're not like those people in the Old Testament where we've been captive, captive and we're held captive and we're under enslavement and bondage from our captors. These new believers said, why do we need to be free from anything? And Jesus says this, everyone who commits sin is the slave to sin. And that's the bondage that he wants to remove us from. He wants to rescue us from that kind of bondage. He doesn't want to leave us there. Out of his love and mercy, I love what Ben said earlier, he's thankful for his loving kindness. Out of his loving kindness, he wants to remove us from that bondage and take us to something else. One of my favorite psalms is Psalm 40, where it says that the, the psalmist prays that he would, that God would take us out of the muck and the mire and put us on a rock. God wants to take us out of this slavery, out of this sin, out of this bondage of sin that's captivating and destroying our life and take us to something else. So I don't know what that is for you today. I don't know what that's been for you in your life. But I think it happens in a couple different ways. One is... It happens when you begin a relationship with him. That he destroys the penalty and the damnation of sin that leads you to life without God forever. When God frees you, when he gives you freedom, the first part of freedom of giving you free, being freed from something, and you give your trust and you give your allegiance and you're following after him, he takes you out of that bondage of sin that's going to affect your life now and for eternity. 
and he calls you into relationship with himself. So you can walk with Jesus. You can be with Jesus. But after you come to know Christ, after you decide to follow him, we still struggle with sin. As much as we don't want to, as much as we don't like to, as much as we hate that that still is a part of our life, it is. And it creates bondage in our life. So even as believers, God wants to take us out of that bondage of sin. The bondage of power, the bondage of pride, the bondage of just coasting. Just kind of getting through life and hoping that just things just will work out. My in-laws came today. They surprised me here at church today. And I was going to tell a story about my father-in-law. And so it's not being told because he's here. It was already going to be shared. And so even though it's probably going to be really good brownie points for me later. Um, we got to live with my in-laws for a year. Um, about 10 years ago. Um, and so... One of the things that I learned about Charlie that just struck me, that's been with me till today, is one morning I woke up and he had already had his coffee, was sitting on the porch, and uh, he, I got my coffee before I drank it or anything, and before I was like really awake to the world, he's like, Brian, guess what I learned today from the Bible? And he went on to tell me what he learned from Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. Probably doesn't even remember that moment. But what struck me is that he was in his 60s, and he's like, you know what? I'm not coasting. I'm not just going to live my life and get to the end. I want to live my life fully towards Jesus and give my life to him. I think so many people decide at some point in their life, you know what? I'm just going to coast. I'm just going to retire, and I'm like going to kind of check out in this world and check on my relationship with God, and I'm just going to coast. God wants to free us from that bondage of just coasting and getting through life. Because God has something so much more for us. He has so much more for us in this life. So he wants to free us from bondage, not only from the sin and the damnation forever, but the, the bondage of lifestyle of sin that we struggle with. So I don't know if there's a struggle that you have. I don't know if there's something that you struggle with that you're in bondage to. It might be something I alluded to, maybe something completely different. But is there anything that you need to ask God to free you from that bondage? But not just free you from the bondage, but free you to Jesus. Like Daisy getting freed from Kale's room, and getting to come and be with the family. It's her favorite part of the day. When we go home this afternoon, she's going to go crazy getting to be with us again. Jesus wants to free us to be free in him. So I was talking to Katie about that this week. And uh, she shared something with me that... Um, just stood out to me today, as this weekend. She said, Brian, if you would have told me that for the first 30-something years of my life, 
I would have been like, all right, so God wants to free me from bondage, from enslavement, from destruction, and he wants to free me to Jesus. And she said, that didn't really excite me. Because my view is that's just like freeing me from one bondage and making me live a life of rules and, and having to be a good Christian girl. And it's nothing that's like freeing. So there's some people today that's like, when I say God wants to free you to be with Jesus, that doesn't sound like freedom to you. That just sounds like rules that you have to follow in the Bible. Rules that we create for our culture of Christianity that you have to follow and be and be a certain way. Like Jesus said, I mean, like Katie said today, or said a couple days ago, she said, but when I realize that I'm free to be with Jesus and that Jesus gets to be my life, not just a part of my life, but he is my life. And he wants to give me all the blessings and bestow on me peace and joy and walk me through difficulties and trials and good times and great times. He wants to be my everything. So that's when things change for me. Not just living rules, but living a life with Jesus. That completely revolutionizes who we are. So Jesus is talking about here to these people. He says, I am the son and I want to make you free. And free indeed. Free beyond anything that you have imagined. He wants to give us freedom. So why do we need Jesus to do that? He talks about here. Why does Jesus the one who gives us freedom? In verse 34, Jesus gives a picture. He says this, Everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. The slave, the servant, that's just their temporary place of living or their temporary place of working. But the son is the one who's there forever. He's the one who has his birthright that's built on that place in that house. And so then Jesus says this, if the Son makes you free, if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. If Jesus makes you free, you will be free indeed. The thing that struck me this week, yesterday, actually I was studying last night, and Katie and Kel were hanging out, and I went up there and I said, I just learned something, and it stood out to me, and I didn't explain it very well, and they were looking at me like, I have no idea what you're saying here. So I'm going to try it again. Jesus is the one who sets us free. We can't set ourselves free. As people, we are slaves to sin. We are bonded. We're in bondage to sin. And Jesus says the slave, this is not their place that they're going to live. This is not their home. But the Son, it's their birthright. It's their place of permanence. This is who lives here. This is the place, and he has the authority to do whatever he wants as the Son and the birthright of that home. Not the slave, but the Son. And so Jesus is saying this. He's saying, you can't give yourself freedom. 
You can't bestow freedom on yourself and just wish yourself to be good and hope that you get better. The only way for us to have freedom in our life, to be freed from something, a bondage of sin, and freed to Jesus is through Jesus and because of Jesus. Not ourselves, but because of Jesus and through Jesus. He wants us to have freedom from sin and a freedom to experience himself and to truly be his sons and daughters. He wants to give us freedom from bondage of sin. He wants to be free, give us freedom to himself. And he wants us to give, free, give us freedom to be ourselves in him. There's this future movement that God is calling us to. What I mean by that is he is calling us to something greater than ourselves. He's calling us something greater than this life. He is calling him, us to himself. It's not a confining thing. It's not a rules-oriented life. It's an experiential life that we get to experience with Jesus. Is there something that in your life that you are living in bondage or slavery to? If you're a believer today, is there something that in your life that you're like, I need God to free me of this thing in my life? If so, just ask him. It's the last thing in the message, and I'm going to close. This message is not intended to be just information for you to know. I don't want to just share information for you. You probably have heard a lot of things similar to this before. This is intended to be an invitation from God to you. If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And if the Son sets you free, then He's going to carry you. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to leave you where you are. He has plans to help you prosper and have plans for a future. And he has deep-seated plans of transformation for you to not live in bondage, but to live in true freedom. And that's the kind of freedom that I want. While Chance and Jesus come up and play, I'm going to pray for us. Father, I pray that you would teach us, reveal to us, move us to a place of freedom. That you would free us from bondage of sin. Not only forever, but now. God, I pray that you would free us to you to not just be in heaven with you, but God, that you would help us to experience you on this earth and now. And God, I pray you'd help us to be to realize who we are that we're sons and daughters of the king that you are calling us to something different so father I pray you'd help us to realize today that it's not about just going to heaven it's not just about not going to hell but God you are wanting us to have freedom 
for the here and now. God, I pray you would teach us, convict us, carry us in this moment.